0: Picnic Table Society, a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by Rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Your recovery is your journey. Get engaged, try new things, and have fun with it. Yo, Maestro. Intro, please.
1: You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. My name is Joe. We've got Aaron and Jeff here, same as usual. What's up, you guys?
0: Man, let me tell you, I've been doing some adulting lately.
1: Adulting? Yeah, mm-hmm. no way. And it got
0: real yesterday. I had a Are you the-
1: growing up? I-
0: I'm telling you.
1: Wow. I had to
0: put the two butts of the bread together to make a sandwich yesterday. I felt like I was a whole new level of adulting. I like that. Uh uh. No, nope, you don't. Absolutely you don't-
2: not. <laughs> high class problems
0: I get I, no
1: I get stuck with those two ends uh sometimes cuz it's like you know we're always making sandwiches for the kids me and my wife uh, and so sometimes like a lot of times I'll just go into the bread thing you know and it's yeah that's I, get, left I get stuck with the book ends you know
0: it's nasty they're, they're na- it's not no, the same
1: No I don't mind it, I, it, you know what it depends on what kind of bread it is
0: Actually, you know, I got to take that back and be honest here. Like, if it's like sandwich some, was pretty damn good. <laughs>
1: like, no, if it's like some, I'm going to be honest. Wheat, if it's like some whole wheat bread, I can't stand like the end pieces. You know what I mean? But if it's like some good, like rye bread or we get that uh, Dave's killer bread, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't I know it. Whatever. Jeff, how
0: are you?
2: I've got a thousand things going on. It's been a crazy four days. Crazy four days. Are you eating sandwich bookends? Well, I'm about to get to that. So, you know, I've been doing keto. (laughs) I lost 13.1 pounds in 27 days. Yeah. The roast came and it was cheat weekend, baby. I had cake. I uh, had peanut butter and jelly. Not co- the butts kind of, of, cake? of the bread either. What
1: kind of cake did you have? It,
2: one was vanilla. One was chocolate. Oh, I had you had different multiple, co- oh, different multiple different kinds. And I didn't even have them here. I waited till I got home, put on the TV to really enjoy them. Yeah. That way I could really think about the taste of them. And then I had Tony D's pizza. We had crystal I had crystals. I went and <laughs> got mozzarella sticks last eye real night. Quick. Oh, and you went on a
1: binge, like, bro.
2: Oh, yeah. Three days. But I'm back to keto today. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And we're going truck shopping today. Gonna trade in my truck that was just beautifully given to me by men in the program three years ago. Cool. It's just time to uh to move forward and get a, a bigger and better truck. It's got three hundred fifty thousand miles, and then halfway house drama. Three guys asked to leave yesterday, and um it's um,
1: always like a mass exodus, dude. Yeah, but
2: here's the thing: we had three guys leave yesterday, and then there was a guy who's been locked up in Clay County for for you know. A, for a reason that he shouldn't have been locked up. In. And it just is what it is with that. Wow. I know the backstory. And um, after these three guys were asked to leave, we've been waiting for this guy to see the judge. He called me five minutes after these guys were asked to leave. So God is working, right? There you go. He was oh, okay. for like two weeks. Yeah, so, so, so a
1: bed opened up for him right away. Oh, right away. And
2: yeah. uh, I said, meet me at 7 a.m. meeting. Guess what? He was here at 6.30. Love it. Cool. Love it. With an ankle monitor, so we know he didn't use <laughs> uh, That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Nice. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good you know, stuff.
0: actually... I know somebody left us a review on uh, one of the podcast sites or whatever you want to call them Joe, and uh, they gave us some feedback on how they loved how we talk about things that usually aren't talked about in meetings and mm-hmm. you know our opinions on things. And Jeff talking about the cake, like I did learn one thing that not many people know in Alcoholics Anonymous, like a little tip for those cake auctions. Some of the old-timers got smart and brought Tupperware.
1: Ooh. Because, you know,
0: I've I've been to a handful of cake auctions now, and it's to like... To, like,
1: take home cake with them or something? And it's like you got to
0: eat all this cake in, like, oh. two, three hours. You're there. These people got smart and brought Tupperware to take it home. Well
2: let they me tell prepared. You, yeah, let me <laughs> tell you something, Aaron. If you come to certain meetings during the day here, they got Tupperware for the splendor too. <laughs> really? No, I'm just Getting kidding. Fancy.
1: <laughs> no, I would I would believe it, trust me. No, stop it. Stop yeah. it.
2: So what's going on? What are we doing today?
1: I don't know. Aaron, we're gonna talk about the ten things that Aaron wants to talk about. Fantastic. But
0: see, that's the thing. Okay. <laughs> she said, that's the, <laughs> that's thing. <laughs> the thing. This
1: is Aaron's
2: job. You got one job. <laughs> so uh, for funny. the backstory.
0: Story on this, we were all sitting outside at the picnic tables, and these guys—the
1: name of the show—these
0: guys are all talking about cars because Jeff's going to trade in his truck today, and they were all—and I'm the only female out there—and I'm sipping my coffee and. I'm just like okay, Erin. You got to get a word in here somewhere. You got to get a word in, and and I would think of some clever things to say. You know, alcoholic. When when you're when you're a female sitting around a whole bunch of guys, anything comes talking about trucks, right? So anything that comes out your mouth has to be witty. You know, you, you have to say the right thing. So I'm sitting there really thinking about it and. Each time I would get a split second to say something, thought would just disappear from
2: well, my mind. Well, don't feel bad. Here's the thing. I don't know nothing about cars. That's why I'm bringing my fiance Samantha, with me. She knows everything about cars. I took the bus and the train my whole life in Queens, New York. I could basically, like, I don't know. Jeff, Jeff was oil. an A-train kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> More like the E and the F Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Right, so, the, the, the true story about... Five, six years ago, I was dating my third ex-wife and I was over at her house and she goes, can you put oil in my car? Now, I'd never put oil in the car, but you know, I wasn't going to tell her I never put oil in the car. How hard could it be? So I went down there with the funnel. I went down there with the oil. I figured out how to pop the hood. I go in there and I take out the little stick and I put the funnel in there the and I start stick. putting the oil in there and the oil's popping out everywhere. I put the funnel inside where the stick comes out of.
1: Oh, Jeff, no. You got to unscrew know. the cap, yeah, I didn't know anything about a cap oil. Let's just say. It was, this is yeah. where YouTube comes in handy. <sighs> she married me anyway. So, so that's actually a that's really good funny. topic, yeah. though. Is, What's
0: that? Um, like transportation in new recovery. Because I know when I came in to the rooms, I didn't drive, and I didn't know how to take... Bus well, or anything. I mean, a bus was unheard of. Did I, you
1: have a driver's license? I
0: did have a driver's license. You okay. had a driver's license. I had a driver's I license. I you, sure you
2: hit a bottom sufficient enough to recover. <laughs> I did not.
1: No. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people come in here without driver's licenses. Oh my goodness. I should start keeping stats next door. My driver's license got suspended, I believe I was 16 years old at the time, hmm. and I didn't have one. Right. I was driving my... I, I was, <laughs> you got
2: suspended no, before I was dri- actually
1: got it. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I was actually really mad because I was driving my a buddy of mine's car, uh, I blew through like a stop sign, it was like one o'clock in the morning, we were completely wasted and blah, 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 and uh, the cop, you know, he just let us go, but um, gave me a ticket for just not having a uh going through the stop sign or whatever and not having right. a driver's license but the funny thing is it's like so they suspend your license right and I'm like and I'm like yo how can they possibly suspend my license if I don't have one come to find out the state of New Jersey says no 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 it it's not that we're suspending your driver's license we're suspending your privilege Ooh, to drive. Privilege. I didn't That's know there was right. Difference. So you can have. So you, yeah, driver's license or no driver's license doesn't matter. We're just taking away your privilege. Right. Well, okay. You know what that reminds <laughs>
2: me? My sponsor, he says it when he shares his story. When he shares, he goes, you know, it's funny. The courts think that you, that you need a license to drive. I don't need a license to drive. I just need a car. <laughs> you know. See, that, there you go. We're out there in our disease. That's right. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't need no license. Just and give of, me a car.
1: Yeah. And of course, I never got. I think I finally wound up getting my drive. I think I was like. 20 24 years old I finally ended up getting it and I think that lasted for like 3 months before it was suspended again that makes sense with you yeah See, and then I had to stay sober for you know when I when I got sober at like 25 almost 26 years old um it took me a good couple of years to get it back and stuff but mm. uh
0: well i know some people come in here and i've heard stories of like owing anywhere from
1: oh yeah five hundred
0: dollars sure. to Thousands. ten grand yeah you know yep, yep. um but jeff brought up a really big point and that's what kind of made the light bulb go off in my head was he said you know the truck was given to him mm-hmm. um from someone in sobriety and my story when i got sober I came down to Jacksonville, this huge city, like four times the size of the city I'm from. No family, no friends, no vehicle. And I, it was suggested to me to either take a bus, which I, I knew what the word bus <laughs> look, meant. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's all I knew. And is um, it suggested to take the bus or you better start raising your hand in meetings and, t- and saying, hey, I'm a newcomer. Um, is there any women that would be able to give me a ride, you know, to and from meetings? And that changed my sobriety.
1: Did you get a lot of rides then going to meetings?
0: I did not get a car for my first year and a half sober. And okay. I made it to a meeting every single day. And mind you, the cool. closest That's meeting right. to me um, for the first three months of my sobriety was probably at least 30 minutes away.
1: That's cool. Hmm. You I s- know,
0: it put me in the middle of the program. Like it, it did because. So now I'm raising my hand in meetings. It's forcing me to meet other women, you know, to get out of my comfort zone. And then not only that, um, one of the women that we had a routine, my day off was Friday. She'd pick me up for the noon on Friday, and then she would take me grocery shopping, and she taught me how to grocery shop. Wow. I really have become somewhat of an No, adult that's in this awesome. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Now, when you were done grocery shopping— and you loaded the car up with your groceries, did you take the cart back to the store? Yes, I've always
0: been one of those, unless I'm in a bad mood. If I'm in a real bad mood, I will. I haven't done it recently,
1: but I I will
0: put it. I I
1: lose my shit when I see people leaving their (laughs) carts, like in the middle of a parking spot, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: Well, here's the thing. I always take it back now, too, but about, I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago and all this COVID garbage was going on, I actually walked one of my uh, carts back into Publix because the shopping lo- uh, cart thing outside was full. I was like, let me just bring it back. Yeah. I bring it into Publix and the woman working at Publix said, you're doing it wrong. Don't bring it in here. Leave it out there because they oh, they
1: clean yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, just,
2: sorry. I mean, geez. Next time I went to Publix, I left like five out there. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. Oh, wow. That's I'm just pretty, saying, that's no, I always funny. put mine back. I always, cause you, you know what it is? It's like whole guilt. Is Aaron here too, seeing me leave this in the parking
1: lot somewhere? <laughs> well, no, it's You just how lazy could you be? Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like I, I've literally – I can't stand it when you go to a shopping center and you're trying to find – you know, it's busy, there's not a lot of spots available, and you go to pull into the spot and there's a freaking cart right there in the oh, middle. Yeah. That you, yeah. can't, you can't even pull your car in there. It's like, dude, come on, man. Or they
0: leave garbage in it.
1: Yeah, it's like just – I mean, what – you, you've been walking around the store for an hour shopping. Just bring it back at like, you know, a hundred feet. It's not like. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, you the, anxiety the, the, right now. the no. coolest
0: pet peeve. I'm getting anxiety. Oh, I can't stand
1: it. I'm getting, it. It. Oh, I'm getting it.
2: anxiety because we're talking about shopping and I. It's but that's, just, oh all right. Goodness. So let's listen, move away. Listen, from, let's back pivot. on topic. Yeah, let's pivot. So,
0: so, the, so then, you know, um, <laughs> so I was able to do that. Meet people. Got me in the middle of AA um, and then come a year and a half sober You know, I go through my first breakup and it's like she had the car in the relationship. I gotcha. So the car went with the girl, right? Sure. And I've done poured all my money into this girl and us having this apartment and these animals. And so I'm broke and I work at 5 a.m. And there's there's barely any Ubers or Lyfts like that's not really a thing at 5 Mm a.m. And, um, you know, I found myself in a really tight spot. So there was a woman that knew me and she knew I was in a tight spot and she said, well, listen, I'm getting ready to sell my vehicle. How much can you and your sponsor figure out how much you can pay me a month and drop the keys in my hand? And it's only because of the program and doing the next right thing. So, A, I had somewhat earned her respect enough to for her to drop the keys in my hand and know I'm going to pay her. That's right. And then also continuing through with that um, commitment and paying her. I think I paid her off in like three months. Now, I drive a car for my first time in my life that I don't pay for.
1: That's awesome. I don't know if
0: I'll ever go back to financing a car. That's
2: (laughs) absolutely fantastic. You know, my story is a story of God having a sense of humor and God showing up and showing off. I came into this married and um, to my second ex-wife and we had two cars and then we split up and I moved to the front house at almost two years sober. And I've told this story before, right? So, it, 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 you know, let's just say when we split up, she kept both cars. So I didn't have a car. And but Netflix. Luckily, yes, and Netflix. <laughs> That's and, but right. Just, I was fortunate enough to live on property at the front house, so it wasn't hard for me to get to a meeting. But it was difficult for me to see my son. It was difficult for me to get to college. So I had to own my own college and actually get a real full-time job to support myself. So I had this uh, best friend in the program and his wife, and they just came to me one day and said, "Come on, get in a car. We're going to so and so to go buy a car. We're going to give you three thousand dollars." And I signed a contract with them, and uh, they just took me there, man. And I got like this Chevy. Uh, Chevy I remember Chase, that car, yeah. yeah. vacation uh, <laughs> station wagon. Oh, yeah. I didn't care, but I had a car. I could see my son, and I paid them back within like months, right. And then, you know, I get married again, and uh, <laughs> and then there's two cars, and we split up, and guess where I land? In the front house again at, like, five years sober, and uh, she wanted that second car back, which was, like, just old, and I was like, Steve, she, I, my sponsor, you, I want it back, I want. she wants it back. She was like, well, pay her for it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to pay for it. It's not fair. Pay her for it. You know what? I paid her for it, and, like, a week later, the transmission blew. Mm-hmm. So I have no car. I'm running this place. You know, I got to go to Sam's Club, and I, I was packed. In that little four, you remember that little car? Oh, I remember. Them? Yeah, oh, my I remember. It was scraping the sidewalk. Yeah, so I have no car. I don't know what to do. I got like maybe fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars saved up. I put that car up for sale, and then a man who I just respect, he's my brother. I love him. Gives me a call, and he's got a truck that was his baby, had it the only owner. And um, he said, "I'm getting a new one, and I just want you to uh, keep doing what you're doing, being an example, and pass it along." and uh, He, let me tell you that, that truck was blue booked probably close to 6,000 and he put new ties on it and gave it to me for 3,000. And at that point, it was like maybe 200 something thousand miles, not even, you know, 200, whatever. And now it's up to 350,000 miles three years later. And uh, it's just God was showing up, you know, and I I just continue to do what I'm, what I'm doing. And it's back to what Aaron said, You, you know, if we stick to this and we continue to help others, man, the people in this program look out for us without even asking i didn't ask for any of that these people came to me you know and that's why i want to keep coming back to give it away too
1: yeah no that's awesome i um man i had to i just had to work my ass off for my first vehicle in sobriety Mm -hmm. i um i had a i was working construction and um man i just you know i just i just Every every week, just grind, grind, grind. And I did envelope that system. I did that envelope system, <laughs> man. And I had an envelope for a new car. And I just I just kept I mean, it just just worked my ass off for it, man. And I just kept steadily putting money in there and putting money in there and putting money in there. And um no, I just, you know, I saved up, you know, a few thousand dollars or whatever and um you know went on Craigslist and found myself uh found myself a car. But it's funny because I actually had a car before that, okay? It was a buddy of mine um it was he was in the program also we had me and him actually got sober at the exact same time we were were roommates in the halfway house we lived in for like a year anyway so he he goes out and you know relapses and stuff like that and he's got this you know old beater pickup truck man was this old black mazda beater (laughs) pickup truck okay and he went on this escapade okay and he was doing all kinds of you know drugs and he, he the guy like lost his mind okay and he ended up throwing his keys somewhere, and I, I have no idea. So he uh, he gets sober again, and he calls me, and he tells me, hey, my truck is out at the beach, okay? Um, I, I don't know where the keys are. I don't know where anything is. You know, can you help me get, you know? And anyway, I ended up, I think I ended up giving him, like, $100 for this truck, okay? And I went ahead and had it towed back to my place, you know? He has no keys for it. So I had this guy I knew, you know, t- we got the ignition torn apart. It's like hanging out of the steering column. We're starting it with a screwdriver. What'd you know what I mean? <laughs> what he no-
2: do with the hundred dollars? Oh, I, you <laughs> know, hey, yeah. listen, you
1: know, uh-huh. so there, there's no license plates on it, no insurance, nothing like that. I had just gotten my driver's license back, but like I said, I didn't have this thing insured, no tags on it. I'm starting it with a key, dr- uh, a screwdriver and stuff like that. And it's funny because me and my roommate, we're, uh, we were hanging out one night and, um, so it's like a tropical storm coming through Jacksonville. OK, I mean, and it's like late at night and it's like Armageddon out there. You know how like tropical storms and hurricanes when they roll through yeah. I and mean, it's just like the sky is just like I mean, it's, it looks like the end of the world's coming, you know, <laughs> and we lose power at the place we were living at me and my roommate. And, you know, it's like I don't even it's like 11 o'clock at night or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I know, I know a place that has power. He's like, "Where's that?" I said, "It's the poker room, dude." Mm. Yeah, I said, "I'm going to the poker room because I know they got power there." You know? He's like, "Don't do it, <laughs> don't do it." <laughs> As a matter of fact, he had his girlfriend over too, and they're both telling me, "Don't do it." I'm Joe.
0: guessing you're sober at this time. Oh, I'm sober. I'm, yeah. I'm like
1: five years sober okay. at this time. No, I, not five years. Like probably three years sober at the time. Okay. And I'm like, I'm doing it, right? So I go get in that old Beater Mazda pickup truck, okay, that barely runs, start it with a screwdriver, no license plates, nothing, right, at 11 o'clock at night in a tropical storm, and I start driving to the poker room, and I get like a mile down the road, and it stalls out on me in the middle of an intersection, and I had to pull over, and I'm trying to get it started again, and I look over, there's a a Shell gas station right there, and there's like nine police cars all lined up. Oh, my goodness. I think it was because of the storm, though, you know what I mean? They weren't paying me any attention, but I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, and I got still like another 20-minute drive to get to the poker room, and I'm like, you know what? This ain't looking mm-hmm. good. That's, I, yeah. yeah, a guy from New Jersey driving a, an old beater pickup truck that started with a screwdriver with the ignition hanging out of the steering column. At 11 o'clock at night with no tags, no insurance. This ain't going to go very well.
2: That could have turned into a Tim Roth Reservoir Dogs story when he had to make up that story in front of the gangsters where yeah, he yeah, walked yeah. into the bathroom and he had the yeah. drugs and there was three cops in there and then. the dog was barking and he was yep. just barking at him yep. and he's got to tell me, that dude, whole story. I'm
1: sitting there looking at these guys and I'm just like, I got that thing started again. I went, whoop, and went right back home. I oh. Like, <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I'm sorry, Erin. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? I have not. No, I have it. no clue Is what
2: she's you're talking about. Anything. Of course she has Of course she has <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Listen, so that was
1: my... first car in sobriety though but then I got rid of that and like I said I just I, I, I worked my ass off and saved every dime I had to go towards right. my first vehicle, and I felt really accomplished to it. Like it was a really good feeling. Yeah.
2: And Aaron brought this up earlier, and here's a, a little feel good story again about somebody. It, you know, we take notice in alcohol in in this program of recovery about people who are doing the deal. You know, and all this other stuff, especially the newcomer, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, helping others, going to meetings, calling their sponsor, working the steps. And there was a man who who uh, got sober here at the end of 2017, and he owed thousands of dollars to get his license back. And he lived here for a little over two years. He paid all that money back. And it was time for him to look for a truck or a car or something. And it just so happened. And Joe was very humble. Very Joe does things for people that people just don't know about, and that's how we should do it, right? But it, I'm going to talk about it, not him. <laughs> okay, it, it, Joe had a truck that he was looking to get rid of, and he helped this guy out by giving him this truck and waiting and waiting for that guy to make little little payments on it whenever he could. So that guy had a con. Man, that that kid still talks about it today when he shares his story about that story you about, how about you, my Jeep.
1: Yes, yeah. about how you helped him. I like him. that thing, dude. man. Yeah, and he and then it, it, but, it broke down on him. I felt yeah, so bad. I, know, but, I think it sat for a little while and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, But I, I gave it to him for like next to nothing. Exactly. You know I mean? And he didn't, you didn't need the money up front. It. No. It, like, it was just like his eyes
2: lit up with excitement because he accomplished something in sobriety and then somebody was there for him to help him get that first ride. You know, for it, it, that was like a, a limousine to him. You know what I mean? It Dude, didn't I'm matter counting. what And you know, was.
1: it's great that you hear stories about that. You know, and I like the story that Aaron was saying about just you and your first, uh, what is it? year and a half with all these yep. women coming to pick you up. And I I, I don't know if it's like a, a, a men or a woman thing, Jeff, but it seems to me I see that a lot with the women. Like, they're constantly going around and picking each other up and taking each other in meetings and stuff like that. I think the men kind of do it, too, but I see that a lot more with the women. Like Yeah, they're me, really, too. They're, yeah, like it's like, where do you live? I'll come get you. I'll take you. You know what I mean? And I, I think it's cool. I really like it. Well, It's and, very admirable. And
0: that's the thing is um, so I actually had a woman... For nine months of my sobriety before I um, got that vehicle, she would come and pick me up every morning and have me to work every morning for the first uh, for, at 7 a.m. And um, so super early in the morning and she'd yeah. come and get me. And, you know, I'd give her a little, very little gas money, you know, a little bit of what I could afford. And the biggest thing that's always been to, asked of me when I, you know, try to offer something for a ride is when you have a vehicle, give it back. So, and I know a lot of women tell other women that, like that when they give rides. So that might be something that you're seeing, Joe, you know? That's cool. Yeah. You know, someone did it for them, so they give it back.
1: Pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah and that's what the guy who gave, who gifted me this truck for that low price told me. And uh, about two weeks ago, and I had to go over with my sponsor. And, uh, there was a man here, and he needed a ride. And I, I called my sponsor. I said, man, you know, this, the guy who gave me the truck said, pass it along if I could. So we came up with a price for this guy. But he wound up going a different direction. But, it, but you know... I, re- I was ready to return the favor. Yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah. He, he won he a different way, but the favor was there. And, you know, I know we're running out of time, but I'm going to end with this on my part here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're supposed to be willing to go to any lengths, you know, and um, the people who say, I can't get to a meeting because oh, I, I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I don't have a ride. Yep. Oh, man, that's one of my pet peeves because I'll tell you what, and I, it's the same response every time. But when you needed your drugs, when you need your alcohol, did did you walk there? Did oh, did you run there? Where, where there's a will, there's a way. Oh, right. dude. Yeah. I I lived on City Line once in Queens. Yeah, I don't know how to roll a blade. I could roll a skate, roll a blade. No, I've got a size 14. My brother got a size 12. He knew how to roll a blade. It was like 2 and 2 a.m. in the morning. I needed to go into Brooklyn to get my stuff.
1: You learned how to roll a blade real quick.
2: Yeah, but I didn't know how to stop. And that was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grabbing onto cars. I'm grabbing onto telephone poles, willing to go to any length to get what I needed to get high and change the way I felt. My ass better get to a meeting. That's great. Mm-hmm. i think i second
0: that i yeah. can't
1: even i can't i can't top that one that's, that's pretty good <laughs> no, hey. you, get,
2: you get kicked off buses you're not allowed back on them
1: dude i, t- I told that story yeah, already Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll rollerblade next time
2: uh, we should go running one no forget it
1: Uh funny 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 <laughs> all right everybody well hey uh great conversation um thank you everybody for listening um, always remember to share our podcast, hit the follow button, like button, whatever it is. Yeah, and give us feedback. Too. Yeah. Give us feedback. Absolutely. Um, and Hey, anybody out there who's listening, especially if you're, if you're local here in Jacksonville, you want to be a guest on our podcast, you think you could contribute in some way, mm-hmm. reach out to us. We got the Facebook um, account. You can send us a message and stuff like that. We, you know, we have no qualms about putting anybody on here and. You know, just trying to really, you know, spread the message. Or if
0: you have ideas for topics.
1: Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, we appreciate everyone for listening. We'll catch you next time. All right, take care.